is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I got a few topics that I want to talk about today. First things first, I want to address the legacy of Patrick Mahomes after a Super Bowl loss going up against the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. A lot of people think that the GOAT debate is over in terms of Patrick Mahomes ever catching the throne of Tom Brady, so I definitely wanted to touch on that. Another, th- A few things I want to touch on in terms of NBA. The, Laker, the Lakers-Nets game, a lot of people overreacting, really hyping up the Nets, the, trying to react that the Lakers' loss is so bad for them. Definitely wanted to touch on that. As, as well as, who is your MVP right now? LeBron James is the favorite right now. Some people may say it's Embiid. Damian Lillard's making his case. Steph Curry's making his case. But with that being said, I want to address that as well. And then the last thing. What, where would you rank these point guards between Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, and Kyrie Irving? So first things first, let's start with some NFL, and I want to touch on Patrick Mahomes and his legacy. Here's the thing. In the casual's eye, Patrick Mahomes' legacy is not tarnished. He could still be a, I still believe he will be easily a consensus candidate for Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. But in terms of being the GOAT, in the casual's eye, people think that ship sailed two Sundays ago when they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because I understand people love the rings argument. Everyone tries to act like that. They know so much about basketball, football. You always like to make it about individuals and all about rings. It's not about stats. It's not about how great you play. It's all about winning, right? Well, the reality of the situation is winning is a team effort. Nobody has ever won by themselves in any sport. Michael Jordan didn't win six titles by himself. LeBron James didn't win four titles by himself. Tom Brady certainly didn't win seven Super Bowls by himself. There's a lot of help on their side and a lot of luck, if you want to be realistic, to why they have been so successful on top of their greatness. But to say Patrick Mahomes will never be in the conversation for greatest of all time or that ship sailed is utterly ridiculous to me and simply laughable for a few reasons. Number one, I understand for Mahomes to get seven rings, I that ship, you could kind of say that sailed. I mean, that is close to, I feel like that's just almost, that's just defeating the odds. I mean, that's just not even about success. That's not about having the highest peak ever. That's just simply about longevity, building a great team around you. And with Mahomes taking that contract, 10 years, $503 million, it's really going to be hard for the Chiefs to really just build a great team around them. Around him, rather. Especially with the offensive line, we saw they're the, the main reason why they lost the Super Bowl. That defense is still a disaster, even though some people tried to hype them up and think that they have some talent on the defensive side of the ball, which I don't believe to be true whatsoever. And with Mahomes taking that contract, then paying Travis Kelsey, then paying Chris Jones, it's going to be hard. And Ty, Ty, um, Tyreek Hill is going to have to get paid as well. So with that being said, it's really going to be difficult for a guy like Mahomes to really catch Brady in terms of seven rings. But the reality of the situation is rings is a team accomplishment, not an individual accomplishment. So to that, I say Mahomes could absolutely be the greatest quarterback of all time that we've ever seen. No question about it, because it's not about rings. It's about individual greatness. What did he do on the on the field that he was able to control? What positions did he put his team in to be successful? To say that the ship has sailed is simply laughable to me for a few reasons. Number one, Mahomes has been in this league for four years. He's been a starter for three years. And if you're going to ask me, these are the greatest three years of any quarterback has ever played in the history of football. Name me three years, not even just three years in a row. Name me three years that Tom Brady has had that where he was individually a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, because you can't find it. 
in terms of intangibles, in terms of skill set, Mahomes is significantly a greater quarterback than Tom Brady ever was in his best days. This is not an Aaron Rodgers thing where Aaron Rodgers just could fling the football off his back foot. The great ball placement, just a superior talent. But having a lot of playoff failures, it's different. Mahomes is a different breed than Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is not only way more talented than Aaron Rodgers, but he's also more brilliant. He's also smarter. He makes better decisions with the ball. He can extend plays better. I believe his arm is stronger. I believe his ball placement is better than Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to believe that. I totally understand all the Brady stands or the Patriots stands to try to argue that Brady is literally a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I totally believe that to be true. As much as there's throws that Aaron Rodgers can make on the football field, then Tom Brady can't. There's also plenty of things that Brady could do that Aaron Rodgers can't. And playing the quarterback position is way more than just pure talent and arm talent. This is not a wide receiver a wide receiver thing where it's about how good are your hands, how well could you separate, how well could you catch the football, how well could you create space. This isn't basketball where it's how big are you, how strong are you, how well could you shoot, how well could you finish at the rim, pass, defend, etc. The quarterback position is probably the most important in terms of mental capacity and how well you could handle pressure. And it's all about intelligence and football IQ, which in terms of intelligence and IQ, Brady is way more superior than any other quarterback in NFL history, which ultimately why he's been so successful successful and why we can call him the greatest quarterback in NFL history. How clutch he is on third down, how clutch he is in the fourth quarter, the way he could lead a team, get guys engaged, no matter what their circumstances. Look at Antonio Brown, for example, been in and out of the league. He was a top wide receiver and then he couldn't find a job. Comes to Tampa Bay and back being successful. Why? That's the leadership of Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement, having a huge impact in the Super Bowl with two touchdowns. Things like that are why Brady is so successful. We know that on those third and shorts or fourth and shorts, he's a guaranteed first down or touchdown with those one-yard QB sneaks. Brady has just intangibles and in terms of intelligence that no other quarterback ever has. His decisions with the football, again, his clutching, that's what makes Brady so superior than others. Just because he's not necessarily the most talented in terms of uh, athleticism, the way he can't can't rush, he's not mobile, he's not going to throw on the run, off his back foot, extend plays. That's why Brady is regarded as less talented than Aaron Rodgers or not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but that ship has sailed. Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, if you're going to ask me, is a combination of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady combined, but better than both of them. In terms of in terms of pure talent, if you're going to go by arm talent, rather, excuse me, in terms of Mahomes versus Brady, it's really not close. Mahomes has a stronger arm. I believe he's more accurate. He extends plays better than anybody in the history of the game. And a lot of that, when the offensive line breaks down, the way he can extend plays and get his receivers open is something I've never seen before. And a luxury that is to have as a talent is just simply superior. The way he could move out of the pocket, the way he can make defenders miss tackles is just special. And, I mean, we've seen those throws in the Super Bowl, going off his back foot, rolling left, getting hit as he throws, still hits his receiver in the helmet, making a throw parallel to the ground, hitting the receiver in the helmet, and then dropping it. I mean, throws that he makes are just something that I've never seen before. In terms of his counting numbers, I mean, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards in his first season as a starter winning MVP. Aaron Rodgers has never thrown for 5,000 yards, never thrown for 50 touchdowns. We've seen Brady throw for 50 touchdowns in 07. That's about it. 
But, I mean, Peyton Manning is the all-time leading record of 53 touchdowns in 2013 with the Denver Broncos. So if we're going to talk about something like that, his numbers, I mean, this past year, Mahomes led the league with 4,700 yards, I believe, threw for 38 touchdowns just for six interceptions. So his numbers are just as great as everybody else's. And, again, we still haven't even seen his peak yet. I still believe he's going to get better. Patrick Mahomes is still going to get much better than he already has been. I don't think you could say that the first three years is going to be his best three years. And that just goes to show you his greatness. That's why I'm such a believer in Patrick Mahomes. And in terms of his intelligence and brilliance, he does not make mistakes. The kid really does not make mistakes. He doesn't turn the football over a lot. And the way he gets his receivers open is something that's a very underrated intangible about Patrick Mahomes. We've seen numerous times where he's reading DBs, he's looking off DBs, getting his receivers open, drawing a safety away from the double coverage. That is making his receivers better. And a lot of people try to say, oh, well, he's got Tyree Kill, he's got Travis Kelsey. That's arguably the best tight end in the league and the best receiver in the league. Mahomes is making them better than they are. And it's not to take anything away from them. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league, no matter what team he's on. Tyreek Hill is a top five wide receiver. Do I think he's the best wide receiver in the league? No. He's a super fast human being, the fastest player in the NFL, playing the quarterback position. That's what it is. I'm just calling a spade a spade here. This is not rocket science. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything that isn't true right now. So in terms of intelligence, in terms of clutch genes, which Mahomes, I still believe, is the most clutch player in the NFL, and in terms of talent, Mahomes is already better than Tom Brady's ever been on his best day. I don't believe there's ever a season that I would – there's no season in Tom Brady's career – that I would take over Patrick Mahomes. I really, I really wouldn't. Whether it's his MVP season, whether it's last year when they won the Super Bowl, or this year where they made the Super Bowl, and then his offensive line simply disappointed him. In terms of catching Brady as the goat, we really need to see him. Now he needs more rings, of course. People are always going to hold that against him. Look at Aaron Rodgers, as talented as he is, one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl appearance. That's not going to cut it. The Chiefs. Being in the AFC, which in my eyes, there's not many teams that can compete with the Chiefs anytime soon. The Buffalo Bills had a cute Cinderella story. I think it stops there. The Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, sure, I believe was the MVP of the league. I mean, he's sensational as well. The Titans are not competing with the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with that really poor defense. And the Baltimore Ravens, don't get me started on them. I've never been a believer in them, and I never will be. That that team is not competing with the Chiefs. So I believe the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl or competing in the AFC Championship game just about every single year. And Mahomes racking up those accolades, racking up MVPs, that's how I think he's going to be able to catch the GOAT. But what I really wanted to get into in terms of, in terms of Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, lost it. In terms of Patrick Mahomes being the GOAT, here's the thing. Mahomes, I believe, is one of three athletes currently standing on planet Earth where if you poke the bear, if you touch them the wrong way, you say one thing to go against them, I believe you're going to regret it. When you don't poke the bear, the bear always bites back. And there's three athletes I'm talking about. Patrick Mahomes is one of those dudes I believe is that guy. The other guy is Tom Brady, and the other guy is LeBron James. Now let me expand. Tom Brady, this is one of his, this is probably his most impressive Super Bowl run. Did he do it by himself? Did he carry the Buccaneers? Absolutely not. But what he did as an individual, he, he had a phenomenal year. Last year, Tom Brady, his last year with the New England Patriots, his last pass ever with the Patriots is a pick six, and that's how he's going to, that's how he left the Patriots. 
People tried to make the claim he should retire, and he's washed, and his days are officially over at age 42. He threw for 24 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. They lost in the wild card round of the playoffs, and Brady did not look like Tom Brady. That was probably the worst year of his career, at least since like his rookie year, at least, or his first year as a starter, rather. And then what happened? He heard the noise from the media, from the fans. Brady's a system quarterback. He needs Bill Belichick to be successful. Bill Belichick is the reason that they were so successful. He's the main reason that dynasty has been so successful. It's not really Tom Brady because he's a system quarterback. He can't do it in another system. Brady heard the noise, but he is that dude. Do not mess with him. Do not tell him he can't because he hears you and he's going to prove you wrong. And I think him going to Tampa Bay was exactly that. He was taking a shot at everyone who doubted him. You don't believe me? You don't think I you think I could only do it in New England? Watch me go to Tampa Bay, the team with the worst winning percentage in NFL history. Watch me go there and watch me dominate. Watch me be a top five quarterback still. Watch me win the Super Bowl. And that's what he did. This is a season where they had no OTAs, no training camp, and no preseason at age 43, which no quarterback outside of Warren Moon even made it close to this far in their career, being this successful rather. And a lot of people still doubted him. People compared Brady going to the Buccaneers, Jordan going to the Wizards. I mean, if that's not a shot at Brady, I don't know what is. But I mean, coming right out of the gates, the Buccaneers winning, going 11-5. Sure, they had a top five defense. They had a ton of talent on them. That's why Brady ultimately went there. Bruce Arians is a great coach. Let's not forget that. So with that being said, he goes for 43 touchdowns. I believe thrown for over 4,500 yards. And then the Buccaneers in the playoffs. And by the way, Brady has never made a Super Bowl without having a first-round bye and home field advantage. Every year the Patriots were in the Super Bowl, they were at least the two-seed. So guaranteed a home playoff game and guaranteed a bye in the wild card round. This is the first time throughout the NFC playoffs, they had to do it on the road three times in a row. Again, was Brady unbelievable in these playoffs? No. He was good. He was good. I don't think any word more than good is a respectful way to put Brady's performance. I I simply don't believe that for one second. Against the Washington football team, against a backup quarterback, was that an impressive win? Not in the slightest. I think that was an ugly win. That was a sloppy win. They should have been better than they were. Going up against Drew Brees and the Saints in the Superdome, sure, Brees was injured. I wasn't really a big believer in the Saints all year long. Michael Thomas was never healthy, which... If you go back a year ago, broke records, 149 catches, breaking Marvin Harrison's record in terms of receptions, which is the most in NFL history. He wasn't there basically all season. He was never Michael Thomas. Sure, he played here and there, but he wasn't Michael Thomas. They went into Superdome, beat them. And then the MVP and Aaron Rodgers, who in terms of regular season, that was probably his best regular season ever, especially in counting numbers. Led the league in QBR, led the league in passer rating, led the league in touchdowns, 48 touchdowns of five interceptions. That was probably a better year than he had in 2011, which a lot of people call his peak. I think he was better than than this year. And what do you know? The Buccaneers went into Lambeau Field and defeated the Green Bay Packers to go to the Super Bowl. And then they defeat the King in Patrick Mahomes. That was a superior playoff run and probably Brady's greatest achievement. I could say that's Brady's greatest achievement, even though he didn't carry that team as much as we've seen him do in the past. There was just so much help that defense is the real reason why they won the Super Bowl. But I mean, you got to give Brady his credit. They poked the bear and Tom Brady bit back. And now let's talk about LeBron James quick before I get into Patrick Mahomes and what I expect from him moving forward before we switch topics. LeBron James is in a very similar boat than Tom Brady. Very similar. His first year with the Los Angeles Lakers, 
The Lakers jump off to a 20-14 and 14 start, the number four seed in the Western Conference. And in some people's eyes, he was the favorite to win league MVP in year 16. We know what happened on Christmas Day. Goes down with the groin injury. And then what happens? He misses five to six weeks. And when he comes back, the Lakers are the 10th seed. And it's still, there were, two, I believe, two games out when he returned against the Clippers that one night. And it's like, oh, man, here it is. LeBron's back. He's going to carry them into the playoffs. And what do you know? LeBron had the worst stretch of his career. He looked disinterested. He looked like he didn't want any of those guys to be his teammates anymore. That's why they tried. he tried to trade the entire roster for Anthony Davis, which we saw how that aged. And there were some goofballs out there who said, LeBron James is better off being traded. Jeff Van Gundy, shout out to you said on national TV, on a game against the Celtics, the Lakers are better off trading LeBron James. The amount of bad takes that were on LeBron were ridiculous. How he's washed. He doesn't have it anymore. He was in Hollywood to make movies. He didn't want to play basketball anymore. He just wanted his family to grow up in L.A. He never was there to win a championship. He never was. All he wanted to do was be in Hollywood, be there for the spotlight. The Lakers should just trade LeBron, right? And LeBron's a guy, when he hears a noise, he talks about it. And he talked all year long in the offseason. This is revenge season. He's coming for the throne. Remember Kawhi Leonard, finalist MVP in 2019? They told him that he was gonna that Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the world. Kawhi Leonard in the offseason and on opening night taking shots at LeBron. Oh, with his I'm the king of LA. I got my crown keychain that I'm the king. L.A. is Kawhi Town. It's his city because I'm the best player in the world. He went to the Clippers after there were rumors he was going to join LeBron and Anthony Davis with the Lakers. And then what happened? And then what happened? After all that noise that Kawhi Leonard brought, going to L.A., bringing George Paul, no less, with him, Supposedly, according to some, the best wing duo since MJ and Pippen. That's what they told me. That's what they told me. That's the best wing duo since MJ and Pippen. The Clippers were the favorites all year long to win the championship. That's what they told me, right? And then what happened? What happened? The noise. LeBron was top two in MVP, led the league in assists, and had the narrative all year long. Washed King. Revenge tour. He heard it. He's not a guy you want to poke because he will always bite back. And then we have a five-month pause. No one knows if there's going to be a season anymore. We didn't know if there's going to be a season anymore. Which, in my estimation, what I said numerous times, that was LeBron's probably last chance to win a championship. That was his best chance, at least. If they didn't win a championship last year, I don't think LeBron would ever deliver one to L.A. We have the bubble. We finally figure out how to get a season together. We deal with everything that went in the bubble. And what happens? He wins finals MVP. That's just a guy you don't poke the wrong way. Opening up your mouth to some guys, Jordan was the same way. Trash talk, trash talk Jordan, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. And now to what I really want to get into, finally. Patrick Mahomes. I believe Patrick Mahomes is that dude. I do. He's going to be the greatest athlete of our generation, at least. I believe, he, I believe he'll be right there with LeBron James in terms of just the greatest pure athlete that, that I've ever seen in my lifetime and maybe a lot of us have ever seen in our lifetime. I believe this Super Bowl loss was the best thing that could have happened to Mahomes. They've just had so much success where it was just unrealistic. Some things Mahomes has had. I mean, his first year in as a starter, 
50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, going to the AFC Championship game, and literally the only reason they lost. D. Ford lining up six, six inches offside, which had no correlation to the play whatsoever, even though it was the right call. Brady throws an interception to lose the game. We think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Nope. Overturn. The Patriots were a touchdown to tie the game, 31-31. Then we know what happens in overtime. Mahomes never touched the ball. There was nothing he could do there. There's no quarterback, no person. It doesn't matter who it was. Nobody could be in Mahomes' shoes and figure it out when you don't touch the ball. And then the next year, missing time in the regular season, had that knee injury. And then in that playoff run, probably the greatest playoff run individually I've ever seen in my life. I mean, being down 24 nothing in the second quarter and then taking the lead in the second quarter. They scored on seven straight possessions. Mahomes in that playoff run looks like you would in Madden. If you just take the difficulty down to rookie and just tear alive that defense, that's what Mahomes looked like against the Texans. Again, against the Titans, having one of the best runs I've ever seen in my life. That one touchdown he had against the Titans. Down 10 in that game. Blew out the Titans. Down 10 points late in the Super Bowl against the top defense in the 49ers. Comes back and wins. Wins Super Bowl MVP. And then this year... It looked like this was just too easy of a path for the Chiefs. I mean, they had no con- they were 14 they were 14 and 1 going into week 17 before Mahomes sat out. And which he played week 17, he could have had a better case for MVP. And then I mean, they beat the Browns even though Mahomes got hurt. They were down 9 nothing against the Bills and they absolutely steamrolled them. It just seemed like no teams could compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. And they went into a team that was just better than them. They went on the road in Tampa Bay and lost to a team that was simply better than them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were better than the Kansas City Chiefs. And the offensive line, as many injuries as they had, let Mahomes down. And Mahomes just ran for his life. Ran for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, there was nothing more Mahomes could have done in that game to put the Chiefs in a better position to win. He doesn't play defense. He can't throw the ball to himself. Tyreek Hill dropped a touchdown. Damian Williams dropped a touchdown. Both of them hitting their face masks. Two of the greatest throws I've ever seen in my life. Travis Kelsey dropped two passes, one of them being a key third down. One bomb that Travis Kelsey also dropped. I, Mahomes had no no help there. There was nothing he could have done. But with this said, this poked the bear. He will be back. I totally believe LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady are those three athletes do not poke the bear. Social media went off on Patrick Mahomes. He will never be better than Brady. The GOAT discussion is over. Brady's a better quarterback than him right now. He hears it. I believe he's coming back with a vengeance. I believe he's going to have something to prove. I believe he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to win league MVP next year. I am. I'm predicting him to win league MVP. I think he's going to have the best season of his career next year. And I'm going to pick him to win Super Bowl MVP. He's just not a guy I'm going to bet against. I'm not. That's why I believe Mahomes is that dude. This is a perfect opportunity to prove I hear the noise. I am still the king. I am the best. I'm going to be the greatest of all time. This year, in year four as a starter, is the opportunity for Mahomes. That is. And I'm really excited to see it. Because Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. I don't believe Tom Brady's on his level. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is on his level. It's Mahomes, and it's everybody else. And next year's a year to prove it. But let me flip the script a little bit. Now we'll stick to some NBA. The Lakers and the Nets. I'm a firm believer that the Lakers and the Nets, they're, they're a lock. As long as those teams are healthy, they are a lock to make the finals. There's no team in the Eastern Conference that even sniffs the Brooklyn Nets. The Milwaukee Bucks, every year people try to help hype up the Bucks, that Giannis, this, that. They're going to the finals, right? It's If you still believe in the Bucks, this point in this, in this, in this stage, 
Now they lost five straight games. It's laughable to me. If you really believe the Bucs have any chance of getting out of the East, that's a joke to me. That just shows you don't know the sport and you don't follow it enough. Simple as that. The Bucs are doing nothing. Giannis can't close whatsoever. Chris Milton's not a true number two option. He's a good player, and he's only an all-star because the East is terrible. And the East is disgusting this year. The East is the worst. I, I believe there's four teams above 500 right now. That's embarrassing. That's simply embarrassing. The Brooklyn Nets are just so much better than everybody else, and they're not even healthy right now. Kevin Durant's missing time right now. They're still not even, they don't even have enough time to play with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden in the lineup by themselves. Once they get rolling, once they really figure themselves this out, watch out. I made a take numerous times, and I'm still on this train. The Brooklyn Nets will cruise through the Eastern Conference playoffs in 15 games or less. I do believe that. There's just the Philadelphia 76ers, I'm not a believer. Ben Simmons can't close. Ben Simmons, we know what he is. He's a great player. He can't shoot. But the reality of the situation, this is a shooter's league. There's more three-point shooting. And when you're closing out games, you need to be relied on to bank to bank jump shots. Not literally bank, but knock down jump shots. Excuse me. You need to be able to knock down jump shots. You need to be able to go to three throw, the free throw line in clutch times and sink free throws. When teams are backing off Ben Simmons, he's basically a liability, and that's the second-best player on that team. Tobias Harris has proven he's not a postseason player. Sure, Seth Curry's a great pickup for shooters. I, I love Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry is an awesome pickup, a very underrated role player. Dwight Howard is a nice pickup. We know what he did for the Lakers last year. Danny Green looks a little better than he did last year. And Joel Embiid, sure, you can make the case he's the MVP. We're going to talk about that later in today's show. But, I mean, I'll, I'll give Joel, Joel Embiid his flowers, how great he's playing. Do I think his numbers are sustainable? No, I think he's going to go down, honestly. I just don't. I do, he's just been a guy who's been injured year after year. I don't know how long he could sustain that. But it was a great win for the Brooklyn Nets. They needed that. They put it on the Lakers. But the reason why that is and why people need to stop overreacting, we know the obvious. Anthony Davis didn't play. Without Anthony Davis on that team and the rest of the team is healthy, they are nothing more than a tough team and a tough out in probably the second round of the Western Conference. If AD does not return at all this year, or if he's just not available for the playoffs, or say AD comes back and then he comes to the playoffs and he get or he gets hurt or something for good, God forbid, knock on wood, hope that never happens. AD is one of my favorite players, a top player in this league, top five player if you ask me. Without Anthony Davis, this team could probably beat a team in the first round, one of the bottom dwellers in the Western Conference, and they will just get be a tough out in the Western Conference second round. But with AD there, Dennis Schroeder there. This team's winning the finals. I'm picking the Lakers to win the finals as long as this team is fully and 100% healthy. Last night, the Lakers lost. Sure, you can't stop the Brooklyn offense. I don't think anyone can. Whether Durant's there or not, they're, they're, the firepower on that Brooklyn Nets team is just superior than everybody else. It's the truth and that's the truth of the situation. But the real thing why the Lakers got blown out, Dennis Schroeder not being there was a was probably the key reason why it was such a blowout. Dennis Schroeder is a guy who created his own shot. Take a lot of pressure off LeBron. We know that's Anthony Davis. Supposed, that's supposed to be his role. Take the pressure off LeBron. Last year, he was the leading scorer for the Lakers. A top five MVP candidate, if you're going to ask me. Which he literally was a top five MVP candidate. But the thing about that is, with Dennis Schroeder there, he's a guy who could play make. With LeBron, yesterday, it was LeBron had a score, LeBron had a rebound, LeBron had a playmake. It's too much to ask a 36-year-old in year 18. Of course, he's going to get his numbers, but he can't do it all. That's And that's what he was expected to do. It just simply wasn't enough. With Dennis Schroeder there, a guy who could create offense for himself and create offense for others, that would have kept the Lakers in the ballgame and made that game way more competitive. When LeBron went to the bench, 
that team had zero offense. It looked like last year when LeBron went to the bench. They have no other playmakers. They have no other guys who can create their own shot. They simply just don't have any offense without LeBron. That was the biggest reason why the Lakers lost. They just didn't have enough offense. So, yeah, without Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis, this team is not good. With Dennis Schroeder there and Anthony Davis out there, they're a good team. They're a tough team. They're not a great team. But a fully healthy team, that's the best team in the NBA. So a lot of people love to overreact because that was the most hyped game of the regular season, the Lakers and the Nets, because that's a projected finals, which I will still predict that, assuming health. But a lot of people are still overreacting over that, and it needs to stop. Because as long as these teams are healthy, then we will have an epic showdown. Then we'll have an epic showdown. But with that being said, let me uh, flip the script. I wanted to talk about real quick. The top, the top three point guards in the league are pretty safe to say. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. They're in their bag this year. This is one of the best years I could see seen from all of them. Sure, Steph Curry's not as good as he was in 2016, but he's having an MVP caliber year. Damian Lord's having a sensational year as well, dropping 40 in his sleep. They're the top five seed in the, in the Western Conference as we speak today. And Kyrie Irving has just been in his bag. First things first, Steph Curry's still the best point guard in the league, and it's not up for debate, and it's not close. As much as people love Damian Lillard, as love they want to make the case for MVP, sure, the Blazers have a better record than the Warriors. There's never been a day in Damian Lillard's life that he's been better at basketball or better at point guard than Steph Curry. Steph Curry has been simply sensational. Without Steph Curry, this team is probably the worst team in the NBA. I don't I don't think that you could find a team that's worse than the Golden State Warriors. And Steph Curry is the only reason single-handedly carrying that team to where they are. Unbelievable comeback win the other day. I, ju I just believe Steph Curry's head, head and heels above the conversation. I just want to put that out there, that there's that the throne that people are trying to play with Steph Curry's the best point guard in the league needs to stop. In terms of Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving, let me be very clear. Give me Kyrie Irving over Damian Lillard. Sure, you can make the argument that Damian Lillard's numbers are better, that he's leading the Portland Trailblazers because he has more of a load to carry, so that's why his numbers are better. Sure, but if we really think about his career – He's not as good of a playoff performer as we really see. If you look at his numbers, if you really want to take the time and do some research, his numbers in the playoffs are nothing spectacular. He's really had two good playoff, two good two good series in the playoffs. 2014 against the Houston Rockets, where he hit the game-winning shot, and the same thing against the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2019. Those are really his only two good playoff runs in, in I mean playoff series in his career. Sure, he's making his case for MVP. And he may be a better playmaker than Kyrie Irving, but there's just something about Kyrie's game that's just different. Kyrie Irving has proven to be an unbelievable playoff performer. Sure, he was doing that next to the great LeBron James, which is a huge luggage to have. I understand that. But what Kyrie Irving is doing this year, his playmaking is the best I've ever seen him from for his perspective. Kyrie's making passes I've never seen before. I didn't know he had in his arsenal. I always looked at Kyrie Irving as just an ISO scorer. He's proven he's more than that. Could he check anyone on defense? Not necessarily. But the way Kyrie Irving can create his own shot, create space, is nothing I've ever seen before. He's the most skilled player in the NBA. In the NBA, Yes, I said it. Kyrie Irving is the most skilled player and skilled scorer in the NBA. The way he could finish in traffic, blow by a defender, and meet bigs at the rim and still finish through them, is, he's a magician with the basketball in his hand. His handles are the greatest I've ever seen. He could stop on the dime, shoot from three-point range, stop on the dime, shoot an off-bounds mid-range shot, has a post-fadeaway bank, which the amount of tough shots that Kyrie Irving hits at such a high percentage is simple. It's just he's the most unguardable sc ISO scorer there is in this league. I don't, I don't think there's any other player 
tougher to guard than Kyrie Irving. You could say Kevin Durant because of his length and the way he could shoot and how tall he is. You could say that's a more it's more difficult to guard Kevin Durant because people in terms of just size don't match up with Kevin Durant. But in terms of pound for pound, Kyrie Irving is the most difficult player to, to score on. And that's why I believe Kyrie, I would take Kyrie over Damian Lillard. And especially Kyrie has just proven to be a better playoff performer and proven to even be more clutch than Damian Lillard. I got to call a spade a spade. I know a lot of Damian Lillard fans won't like that, but that's just the truth of the matter. And now to my last topic to wrap up today's show, I definitely want to talk about the MVP race. Again, a lot of people are talking that LeBron James is currently the favorite. That is not my opinion. That's not because I'm a, a, a supporter of LeBron James, of what he does on the basketball court, but he is actually the MVP Kia MVP. So he's a leader for MVP. That he's the favorite. That is not a, that's not my opinion. That is a fact. Joel Embiid, a close second. Damian Lillard and Steph Curry are making their case as well. So let me talk about that. The MVP is all about narratives. We know that. The MVP is all about narratives. Any way the media could find, the media has so much influence on this. We know this. It's not necessarily who's the most valuable or who had the best. It is more about the best season, but it's not really about who's the most valuable, which is the definition of MVP. It's really not about that. It's simply about narratives. LeBron James has the most narratives going for him, which I already addressed before, but I'm going to address again. Here's a few things LeBron does have going for him. Number one, He's in year 18, age 36. He's LeBron James. He's the face of the NBA. Right then and there, there's a three narratives he has on his side. That's over anybody else. He hasn't won an MVP since 2013. We call him the best player in the world. So it's at the point, as much as he suffered from voter fatigue in the past, it's almost like, all right, we got to go back and we actually have to award LeBron the MVP because he deserves it more times than not. If we really want to look at it, LeBron could win MVP almost every single year. But on top of that, what we dealt with last year matters towards this MVP race. They had a five-month layoff. What we dealt with in the bubble, he won finals MVP in a 72-day turnaround. LeBron James is giving you over 25-8-8, shooting about 37% from three-point range, close to 50% from the field. And he's played every single game this year in year 18 after the shortest offseason in the history of the NBA. If the Lakers could stay in the top of the Western Conference without Anthony Davis, LeBron locked up his fifth MVP. As long as the Lakers don't drop in terms of seeding, because we know how much the media loves to give the MVP to a top seed, that's what Embiid has going for him. He's the, they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference right now, even though the East is beyond trash. Embiid does have that going for him, being the number one seed right now. But in terms of value, Steph Curry's having a monster year. He's averaging close to 30 a game, but they're the eighth seed. No MVPs in this in today's era is going to win is going to win MVP in your in your uh, excuse me with the eight seed. That's just the reality of the situation. And as a five seed, the the Portland Trailblazers, sure Dame's Dame Lillard's numbers are unbelievable, but I don't think that's going to get it done at all. I don't. That's not going to, that Damian Lillard's numbers being the five seed is just simply not going to get it done. I understand CJ McCollum and Jurkic has missed time, but that's just not going to be good enough. You need to be a top seed in this league to win MVP. And the Lakers right now at the number two seed. They're right behind the Jazz. The Clippers are trailing them. Just They're just behind them. Without Anthony Davis, without his sidekick, missing an extended period of time, if LeBron could carry this Lakers team and keep them right where they are without Anthony Davis, because we know it's really tough to give an MVP to someone who's playing along another top five-ish player in Anthony Davis. So if, with with Anthony Davis missing time, a few things that are happening. LeBron's minutes are going to have to amp up. He's going to have to cap, he's going to amp up. We all know that his usage rate's going to increase. 
his minutes are going to increase, and he's just going to have to carry a heavier, a heavier load, which means his points per game are going to increase, his rebounds per game are going to increase, his assists per game are going to increase, because he has to do more. So if his numbers are inflating more, he's carrying a heavier, heavier load, he's playing every single game, which I do believe LeBron is going to play all 72 games. I do. And with that being said, that's going to lock up LeBron for winning MVP, and the Lakers are still winning. Because it's all about team records. They love the team records. So if that's the case, LeBron James is hoisting his fifth MVP. And it's nothing to take away from Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, or Joel Embiid. But LeBron is set up to win MVP. And I know he's going for it. He was pissed that Giannis got it over him. I believe Giannis was the MVP last year. He was. It wasn't even close. LeBron was pissed about it. And he believes he deserved it. He knows what he's chasing. He's chasing Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time. He's chasing that ghost in Chicago. He said that's what motivates him. And Michael Jordan has five MVPs. LeBron has four. Another way to get an inch closer to catching that throne that some people still say he has a fighter's chance to get, get that fifth MVP and tie him. This late in his career, year 18, age 36, have your, have your sidekick miss an extended period of time. Have an unbelievable head the stat sheet like we know he does. Keep the Lakers winning. Keep the Lakers a top seed in the Western Conference. And jack up those numbers, and then play every single game that will so that will guarantee LeBron the league MVP. That's a lot of narratives on his side, is, and that's why I believe that LeBron James is going to hoist his fifth MVP. But with that being said, that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Falco Takeaway to check out more of my content. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.